0: Hello, this is Josh Crisman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Why don't we give our praise team a hand this morning. Did you enjoy that worship? I hope you don't expect perfection this morning because we're not professional, but we love God. I might stutter today a little bit, maybe not preach it exactly the way the professional preachers do, but we love God. thankful for people, sincere people the longer I live the more value I put in sincerity rather than talent sincerity is worth way more, I'm not saying that our group's not talented, they are very talented amen, I'm thankful that they use their gifts for the Lord but there's something to be said about sincerity. Do you feel what I feel this morning? I can't quit crying. I love the Lord. Come on, lift your hands. If you don't feel comfortable with that, just close your eyes and ignore me for a minute, but I just feel like we just got to spend a couple more minutes with the Lord. God, I'm open to you, Lord. Whatever it takes to get my heart open, God, I'm open. Loose the fear of the Lord upon this place. God, revelation, Lord, and the strength to be obedient, God, to the word that you speak. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Let us see, Lord. Open our eyes to see. Open our ears to hear our hearts God to your word in Jesus name John chapter 5 John chapter 5 and we'll start reading at verse 1 after this I still hear pages turning John chapter five, the gospel of John, chapter five, verse one. After this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep, by the sheep market, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue, Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of halt, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time, in that case, he saith unto him, Will thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled, to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. I'm just not fast enough. I'm just not quick enough. Has anybody ever been there? I missed that opportunity because I didn't respond quick enough let me say amen Jesus saith unto him rise take up thy bed and walk and immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked and on the same day was the Sabbath amen I want to talk to you on this subject this morning enemies of expectation, enemies of expectation. I wonder if you could, you could lay your Bibles down and just lift your hands one more time this morning. Ask the Lord to speak to you. Lord, we're thankful for what we have felt in this place. Your word declares to lift your heart with your hands. Lord, I pray that you would speak to every heart, minister to every situation. I pray, God, that you would meet us here at your word, God, with healing, restoration, and deliverance. God, and those that need salvation, I pray that they would find it today. God, let there be a a spirit of ministry in this house. Lord, minister to every individual, and we'll give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. You can be seated. Enemies of expectation. What is expectation? <clears throat> what does it mean when you're, you're expecting something? Man, somebody that is expecting something has, that uh, they look a little bit different than somebody that is not expecting anything. Amen. Would you agree with that? Amen. if you were expecting company, your house looks a whole lot different than if you're not. Have you ever have you ever had somebody show up at your house unannounced? And you're like, come on, get the dishes, put the dishes away, put the get the laundry off the table, put the you're throwing everything in the closet. Are we the, are we the only one? You don't have time to vacuum the floor, what are you doing? They're going to hear that. Right? And then you open the door as if you were expecting them the whole time. Somebody say amen. Our posture looks different when we are expecting something and when we're not expecting something. Somebody say amen. Expectation is the act or the state of looking forward to or anticipating something to happen. Amen. It it is a Uh, Whenever you're expecting something, there is a lot of preparation that goes into it. Come on. Amen. How many know there's a lot of thought that goes into something that you're expecting? Amen. You've ever had a a family member visit from out of town and they come into town. Before they come, you you start thinking about uh, the years that you spent together, the times that you had together, how much you've missed that person. Come on. And when they get there, there is a, a greater reception based on the expectation that you you have had in seeing them. How I many know what I'm talking about? Amen. There's a there's a gratitude, a thanksgiving. There's a an anticipation that when you see them, and you finally get to see them. Come on. That there is a, all, all of a sudden that culmination of all of your expectation and your joy and your happiness come together in a moment of expectation. Amen. Expectation is always a good thing. Come on. We need to expect good. Somebody say good. We need to expect the blessing of the Lord. We need to expect good things to happen in our lives. We need to expect that what we're believing for is going to come to pass. We need to expect that what we're praying for is going to come to pass. We need to expect the blessing of the Lord to rain upon our lives. Come on. I don't look at my future. With, 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 a, with, with a gloomy and a, a doomy outlook, like there's going to be judgment or like there's going to be negative things happen. We need to wake up every day. We're living in the kingdom of God. I am a son of God. Amen. The blessing of the Lord is upon my family. I'm going to do my due diligence to be obedient to God. But ultimately, I believe that the blessing of the Lord is going to rain upon my life. If you believe that this morning, clap your hands to the Lord. that it's going to happen. Amen. Elbow your neighbor and say, it will happen. happen. Amen. It will happen. Do it again. Look at somebody else and tell them it will happen. I don't know what you're expecting for, but it will happen. Come on. In the timing of the Lord, it will happen. Amen. It might not happen today or tomorrow, but it's going to happen. If the word of the Lord has spoken it, if God has spoken it out of his eternal word, it shall come to pass without fail and without favor. Come on. It's going to come to pass. Amen. It is going to happen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Expectation causes a lot of preparation. Amen. Preparation, in effect, causes an increased expectation. When when, when you're expecting something and you begin to prepare for it, there begins to be more expectation. Amen. When you have an expectation about something, the only way to grow that expectation is to prepare for what you're believing for. Yes. Amen. Hey, man, I heard a, a a guy tell a story. He said if, if there's two farmers and they both prayed for rain. Amen. Both praying for the rain from heaven. How many know that there's we can't make it rain, but God can. Amen. Amen. Well, we we don't pray for things that we can do ourselves. Lord, send somebody to prepare my field. He said, they both prayed for rain, but only one prepared the field to receive the rain. Which one do you think really believed that God was gonna send the rain? Amen. The one that prepared the field to receive what God was going to send. Amen. How many know that in every instance of believing there is an opportunity for us to get involved with God. Come on. We need to be moving in harmony with what God is going to do. If you're praying for rain and you don't prepare your field to receive the rain even when it rains it won't have the impact that you thought it was going to have and you're going to miss out the moment for a miracle because you didn't have the expectation and faith to prepare for what God was going to send. I come to preach to this church this morning. You're believing for something from God. You better get your field prepared to receive it because the God who spoke it is going to bring it. Come on. Are you ready to receive it in Jesus' name? Amen. Am I ready to receive it? Elbow your neighbor and ask him, are you ready to receive it? Amen. God knows whether or not you're ready. But in the due season, come on, it's going to rain whether you're ready or not. Amen. You only got so much time to prepare. How many know when the coming of the Lord shows up, you're not going to have any more time to get ready and get prepared for what is coming? Amen. How many know that he says, when I return, will I find faith on the earth? What's he saying? In essence, he's saying, when I return to the earth, will I find my people ready for my return? Will I find my people in a state of expectation? Will I find them with their their lamps trimmed and will I find them full of oil? Come on, will I find them in a place where they're ready to receive the bridegroom when he comes or will I find them scurrying around in the last moment trying to prepare for something that it's too late to get prepared for? Come on, how many know that he said, I'm gonna come back in an hour when you think I'm not coming? I'm gonna come back in a moment when you think it's not gonna happen. Come on, I know that the world's telling you that it's a farce and Jesus ain't coming back, but I wanna preach to a church that believes that Jesus is coming. There's gonna be a time when Jesus steps out on the cloud and calls his church home. I come to tell you, there is a moment Jesus is coming. I ask you, are you ready? Are you ready to receive him? Amen. There was 10 wise and 10 foolish. Amen. How many know in the last moment they heard the, they heard the trumpet of the bridegroom? He was coming. It was midnight. Amen. They all had their lamps. Amen. They all, uh, they all had the, op, the same opportunity. They, they, all, they all were given the same word. Stay ready because you don't know when he's coming. Come on. How many know that no man knows the day or the hour? Amen. We need to live today like it's our last day. Come on, we need to pray today like it's our last opportunity to pray. We need to listen to the word today like it's our last opportunity. We don't know, we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I could step out of this place tonight today and die in a car accident. God forbid that would ever happen. But that could happen. Come on, it could happen. I could be snuffed out in a moment. But I ask you today, are you ready? Come on. You need to pray today like it's your last chance. Repent today like it's your last chance. Seek God today like it's your last opportunity to seek God. That's expectation. I can picture a guy, I might, how many know that five, the ten wise, they filled their lamps with oil. They had their, their lamp trimmed. They had all the old cut off and there was a fresh wick there to light. Amen. The foolish, they didn't have their, their, their wick trimmed and they didn't have their lamp full of oil. And when the moment came, they started running to the people that did have their lamp full, saying, Can you give me some of your oil? I don't have enough oil to last. I'm basically saying, I'm not ready. Can you give me what you have? But I, I, I tell you this morning that the only thing we're going to have is what we have gotten personally. Come on. The only thing that we're gonna be able to carry forward is what we've gotten personally. I mean, I can preach it to you. I I can read you the scripture. Come on. I can preach under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I can try to give you the word of God, but when it comes down to it, we gotta get a hold of it ourselves. Come on. I gotta fill my own vessel with oil. I gotta trim my own lamp. Come on. I gotta get myself prepared. I gotta step into repentance myself. I gotta go to the waters of baptism myself. I got to get the Holy Ghost myself. I got to become sanctified myself. I got I to gotta ready myself to be without spot and without wrinkle. That's my responsibility. Somebody say, that's my responsibility. There are some things we can't do, but there are a lot of things we can do. Amen. Amen. If we're sitting back and praying for God, to do things that we can do ourselves, we're wasting our time. Somebody say amen. How many know he said one plants and one waters, but God gives the increase, the planting and the watering is up to us, but the increase is up to God. And if I do my part, if I do what I can do, then God will do what I can't do, come on. If I sow where I'm supposed to sow, and water where I'm supposed to water, and be obedient where I'm supposed to be, then God will do for me what I can't do for myself. He's not gonna do for you what you can do yourself. Somebody say amen. In fact, the people that aren't doing what they can do, come on, the people that aren't living their life with expectation, when the moment of increase comes, they will miss it, come on, it'll pass them by because they're not ready to receive what God was gonna do in that moment. I don't know about anybody else, but I wanna get ready. I wanna stay ready, I wanna be ready. I'm going to be ready for when the Lord pours out his spirit. Somebody say amen. I can picture a guy sitting on the edge of his seat. Have you ever, ha, have you ever watched a, a, a movie full of suspense? Yeah, and you know something's going to happen, but you don't know exactly what's going to happen. And it pulls you up to the edge of your seat and you're watching with expectation, anticipation, Focus, somebody say focus, amen, focus on what is expected, focus on what is happening, amen, people that are distracted, they're not prepared. Come on, people that aren't focused on what's most important, they're not prepared and they're going to miss it. Come on, people that are focused on on things that don't matter, come on, the, 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 the beggarly elements of this world, the things of this life, and it's got all of their attention and it's got all of their focus. Amen. They're focused on the wrong things. Amen. They're focused on the distractions of this world and what this world can give them. And They're focused on money and they're focused on entertainment and they're focused on satisfaction of the flesh. They're going to miss it when it comes, the only people that are going to get it are the people that are focused on the Lord and anticipating his coming and anticipating his blessing. Somebody say amen. On the edge of your seat in expectation. If you are in expectation, there's a certain posture about you. You didn't know I was going to dance this morning, did you? Felt like doing a little ballroom. Elbow your neighbor and say, laugh, it's funny. It's okay to laugh. Let's practice. (laughs) That's the first time some of you have laughed in a while. Amen. Amen. Expectation. There's a certain posture about you. Somebody say amen. There's an alertness, an awareness about you. About everything that's happening around you. The things that's happening to you. There's an awareness about it. There's a self-awareness that you understand where you're at and what moment that you're living in. Come on, you understand the the, the 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 importance of every decision that you're making. Come on, you understand the importance of 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 making the right decisions in crucial moments when you're expecting something to happen. Come on, somebody say, man, you're, you're alert. It's got your 100% focus. I remember when Becca was in labor for Kalen. She she was intense she was she, she it hit her quickly and uh, the doctor said well stay at home for an hour and then in another hour call me and I was sitting there reading the what to expect when you're expecting Did anybody ever read that book all the mothers have and hopefully, Fathers, I was sitting there going through the book and I was following her stages of labor with the book. It was right too. She went through every one of the stages and when she, she told me to wait an hour and call, and I'm reading this book and she's throwing up and it says, it says, it's your body will start cleansing itself of everything that's in the stomach and everything that's in the system. Come on. It, it, and, and, and when you start doing that, you're in active labor. That means you have very little time. I know you told me. I know. I know you told me to wait an hour. I know you probably get these calls all the time. But she is in active labor. I'm telling the doctor what's happening, and she's like, "I can. I can hear the panic in your voice. Just come to the hospital." Well, when we got in the car and started down the road, Becca's. She's downstairs. She was wanting to push in the car, and I'm driving 90 on the interstate and she's pushing and I'm like, no, 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 no remember what we learned in Lamas. <laughs> breathe off the contractions breathe them off <laughs> come on, breathe, no, no, no don't hold your breath, breathe, breathe, breathe she's standing up in the passenger seat oh, no, 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 no. breathe, breathe, breathe I was focused nothing else in the world mattered we had to make all the right decisions come on we had to do all the right things in those moments How many know when you're living in a crucial moment, you gotta make the right, I feel the Holy Ghost, you need to make the right decisions in a crucial moment. Every decision matters, every moment of time matters. It matters, don't let the devil tell you it don't matter. I can just do this today and I can repent on Sunday. Don't you take on that attitude. You need to do the right thing on Monday morning when you wake up, you need to do the right thing as if it's your last opportunity. Cause I'm expecting something to happen. Hey Amen. I flew into the parking lot. I don't even know if I put it in gear. I grabbed her out. We, we they brought out a wheelchair, and they're not they're not excited as I am because they don't know what I've been through for the last hour, couple of hours. Hey Amen. Every every nerve ending in my body was on edge. Hey Amen, my my adrenaline was hyped up. I was, I was ready to fight. I was prepared, come on. I was ready, I was focused, I was aware. And I looked at them and I said, you better hurry up. They're like, sit down here, honey, be careful there. Don't... I said, she's having a baby. He's like, I know we deal with this all the time. Because familiarity can cause you to not understand the urgency of a situation. You know, you can become so familiar with something that you don't under, even understand or, or aware of the state that you're in because you've been in it so long. I'm like, here, I'll push the cart. He's like, "Sir, we don't. Have, she's gonna be all right. She's she's gonna be fine." Uh, she, she. I said, "We need to hurry up. She's pushing already. You don't understand." And there she is in the elevator. Oh! It's like, oh God. Stressful. We walk into the room and the nurses come in. Oh, how are y'all doing today? I said, "You. She's in labor." Oh, we know, we know. Let me check her here real quick. So they checked her. And the nurse was like, oh, my gosh. I can feel the baby's head. Yeah. Did you think I was lying to you? All of a sudden, the on switch came on. They're scurrying around. There's 15 people running in and out of the room. The head nurse is on the phone with a doctor saying, no, 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 doctor, I'm telling you, she's having this baby within five minutes. She's not, there ain't no way I can wait an hour. She hadn't even left the house. She lived down, I believe she lived down below Pleasant City and we were in Zanesville. I talked to her on the phone like an hour before that. She hadn't even left the house yet. And we're having this baby. Man, they're running, they're, they're screaming, they're, they're, they're trying to get everything set up, you know. And I said, I told you, I'm standing there. I mean, what do you do when you try to you, you, you try to tell people. You try to you, you try to make them aware. You try to alert them of the situation. You try to tell them what you're seeing, and uh, you're, you try to alert them on what's going on around them. But it seems like that that, that, that they're not getting it. Amen. They're not they're, they're not understanding. It's not connecting somewhere in their mind or in their spirit. Amen. I come to tell this church this morning. We're living in the last days. We're living in the final days. Come on. We need to get ready. We need to be ready. If we're not Your soul. Hey Amen. The nurse comes down, she kneels down next to us. Becca's on the bed. I'm standing next to her. She's like, You remember what you learned in Lamas? I said, Yeah, we've been doing that all the way here. She said, You're the coach. I said, I don't want to be the coach. I'm tired. Breathe. We need to breathe. Every time a contraction comes, you got to breathe it off. You got to, don't push, you got to breathe it off. If you don't breathe it off, we're going to have this baby. Amen. We're going to have it without the doctor. It's coming whether we want it to come or not, amen. The process has already been started. Come on, the process is in motion, amen. I'm telling you, the process is in motion. You might not even see it happening yet, but the process is in motion. I'm speaking to somebody in the Holy Ghost. The process is in motion. We gotta do the right things, uh, be in the right places, uh, pay attention when God, be aware of the situation. Somebody say amen. She started breathing. Contractions come, I start breathing with her. When you're in need of it, it works. But when you're the innocent bystander, it'll pass you out. After a couple minutes, I was like, I feel like I'm gonna throw up. The nurse was like, oh my gosh, you're gonna pass that sit down. Let me take over. So we took turns breathing her through the contraction, breathing, 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 breathing. breathing. Finally, the doctor came in. We had done it for an hour. It must work. <laughs> I felt sorry for my wife. She's still going through the pain. Somebody say amen. She comes in in her gardening clothes. for 10 seconds it's a pretty good payday hey man she says boy you weren't lying I said I told you I was reading the book I was following it in the book I watched her go through every stage of labor I knew where she was at I spent the time with her I coached her, I helped her, I knew she's like yeah but you would not believe the people at the first sign of labor run in here I've come down so many times expecting to deliver a baby and went home not delivering a baby it didn't take me very long to figure out not to get in a hurry, not to basically saying I don't feel the impact of the urgency anymore. I said, Doc, every moment mattered. We needed her there. We needed her to feel about that the way that we felt about it. Come on, somebody. Hey, man, if you're not following along in the book, if you're not following, come on, if you're not, if you're not listening to what thus saith the Lord, if you're not hearing what the Spirit is saying unto the church, you're going to be caught unawares. Come on, if you're not in tune and connected to what the Lord is saying, come on, if you're not in the flow of the Spirit of God, come on, in your daily life, if you're not praying, if you're not connected to the Lord, if you're not get a study diet of the book, amen, you're not aware of the times, you're not aware of what's going on around you, you will be left left. You will be lost. You will you will be caught unaware. Come on. You will be caught by surprise at the things that are about to fall upon this earth. Amen. I don't know about anybody else in the building, but I'm going to hit my knees. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to read the book. I'm going to stay in tune with what God's doing and with what God's saying. We knew Kalen had red hair an hour before she was born. We saw it coming. You know, you can see it coming. Amen. You can feel it coming. You can have an expectation. Come on. You can be so connected to what God's doing that you can see it happening. Last week when we had that blowout service, you could go in the prayer room and you could feel it. And Sister Sharon said, man, when I stepped in that prayer room, I knew we're going to have a breakthrough today because the spirit of the Lord is here. Amen. I've come to tell you, you can feel when God's about to move. Somebody say amen. You can feel it. I want to be connected to it. If you want to be connected, why don't you lift your hands to the Lord and say, I want to be connected with what you're doing. I want to be in tune, Lord, and aware with what you're doing, God. Lord, I'm going to lay things aside. I want to be connected to what you're saying in this hour, for what you're saying in this moment. I want to see what you're seeing. I want to know what you know. I want to hear what you're hearing. Come on. I want you to speak to me, Lord. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. There's a longing in expectation for the moment in which that which you have hoped for, that which you have believed for, that which you have been praying for, comes to pass. There was a man in there was in Jerusalem, there was a pool, a pool of Bethesda. this pool was had five porches on it and the bible says that it was filled with sick impotent blind halt which is lame people that were in need desperate need of healing sitting in under these porches around this pool The place was filled with people. So there was an expectation there because people were there. Somebody say amen. If there's no people, there's no expectation. Somebody say amen. How many know where there's expectation, there's people? Man, whether There's an expectation of something happening. There's people. If if you have a concert where you uh, schedule somebody to to give a concert, there's an expectation. I bought a ticket. I'm going to be there at the expected time. I'm expecting that to happen. Somebody say amen. People will fill stadiums for concerts. Somebody say amen. This place was full of people that, in need. Desperate need. Somebody say desperate need. They needed a touch in their body and they had heard that there, when the waters moved that there was an angel that would come down and trouble the water and when the waters were troubled that the first one in would get healed. And so Jesus goes to the pool. He's walking through the crowd. around all the people were in need somebody say they were all in need every one of them had an issue every one of them had a deficiency God is not moved by need come on he's moved by faith somebody say faith Jesus is walking through the crowd, assessing the situation. I believe that the Lord was reading the hearts of the people. Because that's what he does. Man looks on the outside, but the Lord looks on heart. I believe he's walking around, checking the people out, assessing the their hearts their expectation man this guy had been had his issue for 38 years somebody say 3rd that's a long time that's almost as long as I've been alive 38 years but he's still at the pool 38 years and he's still there. 38 years and he's still laying on his bed at the pool of Bethesda. Wow. Somebody say wow. He, uh, Jesus walks up to him. He says, are you going to be made whole today? Are you going to get what you need today? He says, well, I don't have anybody that when the the water, I'm expecting the water to be troubled, but when it's troubled, I don't have anybody to help me because I've gotten close a couple times Every time I right when I'm about to get there, somebody else gets it before I get it. I just haven't been able to get there in time and I don't have anybody to help me. So basically what he's saying is um, I'm here, but that's the that's about it. Uh, this, and Jesus, the Bible says when he looked at him, he could tell that he'd been there in that case a long time. So his 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 posture had changed. Let me say his posture had changed. He's he's laying back on the bed, relaxed and comfortable with where he's at, because you know he's there. He's there. He's he's in the right place. he's, He's in the right place at the right time. Amen. But 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 it's just the, the expectation had waned a little bit, amen. There, uh, you remember the first couple of times that he came to the pool, he probably would jump up in a moment quicker than he, than he, than he would respond today, amen. But over a period of time, amen, over a period of being in that state for a long time and not getting what he needed. It wasn't that he didn't believe that God could do it. It wasn't that he didn't believe that if he got there first that he would be healed or that he had no expectation of all. But he'd been in the in the thing for so long that he really didn't expect it to change, amen. He had been there for so long that his, his posture told the Lord that he didn't plan on getting healed today, amen. He didn't plan on getting what he Needed today, amen. He could tell by his posture and the way that he was laying what what his expectation level was. I want to tell you this morning: if your expectation level is high, you're going to worship. If your expectation level is high, you're going to be you're going to be the first one to respond. If it's high, come on, you're going to be the first one on your feet. If it's high, your faith is high. You're going to be the first one to say amen. But if you've been in that state for a long time. And the preacher's talking about healing. You might say amen, but you're going to stay seated when you do it. You might say amen, but it's going to be a lower voice than it once was. I came to tell you today, we need to raise our expectation level. We need to get back on our feet, back at the top of our lungs, back at the top of our praise until God does what he has promised. Somebody say amen. Are you going to be made whole? He starts making excuses of why he's not going to be made whole. Hey Amen. Have you ever been talking to somebody about your ailment? And they say, well, you know, did, did you get prayed for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I've been prayed for, but maybe it's just not the Uh, may, maybe it's just not the will of God that that, that, that I get healed. Maybe, maybe. You know, maybe that's just not meant for me. It's meant for other people, but it's just not meant for me. You know, I, I'm not going to trouble the preacher anymore to anoint me with oil. You know, uh, we call for, for, for people to come and get healed, and you stay in your seat even though you know you, you need to be healed because you think, well, they need it worse than I do. You know, I've been this way a long time, and I'm just going to have to deal with this. I, I prayed about it. I've been prayed for before, and it didn't happen. Uh, though, but it's just not the will of Our expectation level has plummeted. It's not that we have lost faith in God. But we've kind of lost faith in God wanting to heal us. But I come to tell you this morning, God wants to heal you. God wants to heal your family. Come on, God wants to save your family. Somebody say amen. God wants to heal your body. God wants to heal every function of your being. Come on. He wants to give you perfect soundness in your mind, in your body, and in your spirit. Does anybody believe that? Amen. God wants to give you a testimony of healing and deliverance. Amen. Just because it didn't happen a couple times when you got prayed for doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. Somebody say, man, when they call for people that need prayed for, you need to jump up out of your seat and say, maybe today's the day I'm going to run to that altar. I'm going to believe. God again somebody say amen Jesus looked at him and said he's been here a while somebody asked the Lord Lord what are you saying about me Are you tired of being where you're at? Come on, are you tired of it? Are you tired of feeling the way that you feel? I mean, every day when that guy got up and went down uh, to the pool, I mean, maybe he stayed there. He didn't know when the troubling of the water was going to happen. Maybe he lived there for a while. Amen. I maybe he'd been in that place ever since he got healed and his family was bringing him food and bringing him water and allowing him to stay in that same place for that long. Amen. I how many knows that you can't dictate when the water's going to be troubled? Amen, you gotta be ready when the water's troubled. Maybe he stayed there all the time, I don't know. But you think about the commitment because when Jesus looked at him, amen, he did not bypass him. Out of everybody that was in that place, he went to this man. Why did he go to this man? Why? What was it about this guy that that he went to him? There, There was hundreds of people around that pool. Hundreds of people there expecting the troubling of the waters. Amen. Hundreds of people. But he didn't talk to anybody else. He didn't heal anybody else. He healed this guy. A certain man, the Bible says. That means a particular man. He'd been in that state for 38 years, amen, but he didn't give up on his healing. Come on, he'd been in that state for 38 years, but he didn't give up believing. Come on, he still believed, amen. He'd been in that state for 38 years, but he never walked away from God. He still believed that God was a healer. He'd been in that state for 38 years, and when Jesus looked at him, knew that he had been there for a long time, amen. uh, Maybe he looked at him and said, this guy has been faithful. This guy has come here, has been here for 38 years waiting to be healed, amen. I'm gonna see if he wants to be healed today. Maybe I should give him what he's been waiting for, amen. Maybe as he as he come upon him and looked upon his heart and began to see the sincerity of his heart, wilt thou be made whole? I don't have anybody to help me. Well, let me just heal you real quick, and you won't have to depend on somebody else to give you what you can do for yourself. He said, he said stand up, take up thy bed, and walk. And the Bible says immediately, He gets up, takes up his bed, see you all later come on somebody, I'll see you all down the road some, see you around if you don't turn square, right, I'm not staying in this place, I got healed, amen, how many know that when God heals you, he expects you to go forth and proclaim it and declare it, come on, amen, how many know that this guy stayed for 38 years, maybe Jesus looked at him and said, you know what, I'm gonna heal you because you're faithful and you stayed there and you never gave up believing, amen, you might not have the response level that you once had, but you're still here, I wanna tell some Today, you might not have the response level as these young people, but you still are here, and that's a that, that's a that, that's an indication that you have faith in God and faith in the power of God, faith in what God can do. Somebody say amen. Hey, amen. He got up and went. Somebody say he got up and went. Hey, amen. He was expecting the moving of the water. but not necessarily expecting it to fall on him. You know, when we come to church, does anybody always feel like being in church? I mean, there's, there's days where, you know, you wake up and you're invigorated and, and you're excited about going to the house of God Hearing the word of the Lord and being in the presence of God, but then there's days where you wake up and you're like, "I don't feel like it." Do we know what I'm talking about? Am I the only one? Hey Amen. I've had days where, where I don't know if I should say this. This is a live stream. I don't feel like preaching. Is that all right? Is there anybody that you wake up and there's days where you don't feel like praying? You you don't always feel... Your flesh don't want to die. Come on. Your flesh don't don't want to uh, give up to the Lord. There's some things your flesh don't want to, you're not always going to want to feel like going to the house of God. Come on. You're not always going to want to feel like going to church. You're not always going to want to feel like praying. But the fact that you have, the the proof that you have faith in God, that whether you feel like it or not, you do it. Come on. You get up and you pray. You get up and you go to church. You get up and you worship. Come on. Even though you might not feel like it when the songs are being sung, you start lifting up your voice and lifting up your hands and then all of a sudden the spirit of the Lord touches you and invigorates you. Come on, we don't always feel like doing the service of the Lord, but the fact that we have faith means something to God, amen. You might not have felt like being here this morning, but the fact that you're here means that God's hand is upon you and you got the faith to receive from the Lord. Somebody say amen. Amen. the other people that didn't feel like it stayed home. Come on. All the other people that woke up tired, stayed in bed. Am I preaching to anybody out there? I'm looking right at the camera. Everybody else that that, that, that didn't feel like it gave up hope. Come on, they gave up their expectation when they stayed in bed. Maybe this was the moment that God was gonna heal them. Maybe this was the moment they were gonna get the opportunity to, to get freed from what they've struggled with all these years. I come to tell you, every service matters, every moment matters, every prayer matters, every message matters, every sermon matters. I had my pastor tell me one time, this is convicting. He said, I believe that the people are responsible not only for the words that they hear, but the word that they were supposed to hear. Whew. That's convicting. Amen. Not, not just the words that I actually heard and that I was present for, but that word that I was supposed to be present for. But I didn't have the faith to make it where God had purposed for me to be. What if he wouldn't have got there that day? Well, what what if the guy wouldn't have, what if he would have said, you know what? I'm not going anymore. I'm not. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm, I'm done. I've, I've tried too many times. I've spent too many days here. Come on. I've seen too many people get what I have been searching for. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I've seen too many people get the blessing that, 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 that I thought I was going to I've seen too many people get healed, but I left still the same that I was. Amen. I love, I've, I've seen too many people get what they needed from God, but I left seeing like I seeming like I couldn't get it. I'm done. I'm giving up. I'm walking away. Would he have got healed? His presence got him the miracle his presence at the pool got him his miracle amen I want to encourage somebody this morning don't be beat down by your circumstance don't allow your situation to beat you down Don't allow the enemy to whisper in your ear and tell you that it's not for you, it is for you. Don't allow the the enemy to tell you that God don't love you and God don't care about you. I come to tell you he loves you, he cares about you, amen. He's got mercy for you. Don't you give up on God. God's not gonna give up on you, amen. You need to stay in there. Keep expecting what you've been praying for. Keep praying for it, come on. Keep calling their names out in prayer. Keep expecting for that miracle. Keep expecting for that, I don't care if it's been 38 years, God can still do it. Amen. My circumstance uh, don't dictate how powerful God is. Uh, God can change it in a moment. Come on. I'm not going to give up believing just because it hasn't changed yet. Why don't you lift your hands to God right now and say, Lord, I'm gonna keep expecting. I'm gonna keep believing. I'm gonna keep worshiping. I'm gonna keep praying. Come on, I'm gonna keep reading your word. I'm gonna keep filling my mind and my heart with faith and with the things of your word, God. I'm gonna keep believing. Mm. Stand with me all around the building. If your expectation today is low, if your expectation is low, you're, you become despondent, which means that the word don't really impact you the way that it used to instead of being a responder you despond it pushes you the opposite way I'm preaching to something in particular today it's upon some of us it's not the will of God for us to be despondent or not responding to what we should be excited If you find your place with low expectation today, you might ask, is there anything I can do to to raise my expectation level? Being in the house of the Lord is one of them. Being together with God's people. Worshiping with God's people. We all need something from God. Would we all agree to that? Everybody needs something from the Lord today. There are needs in every one of our lives and being together with people that are trying to do the same thing that you're trying to do with the body of Christ. How many know the church is where you're going to get touched by God? The body of Christ. The Bible says that he that sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly. So if you if you sow a little bit, you're going to get a little bit. Basically saying you get out of it what you put into it. When you sow bountifully, you're also going to reap bountifully. Whatever measure you meet, it'll be measured to you again. So the le- we 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 read these scriptures and, and we think of money. Amen. Which I think it it, it it affects every part of your life, not just your finances. Whatever you put into it, you're gonna get out of it. If you sow a lot of prayer, you're gonna reap a lot of power. Come on. If you sow a lot of worship, you're gonna reap a lot of joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. If you sow in reading of the word, you're gonna reap faith, which is expectation. Somebody say amen. If you sow a little bit, you're going to reap a little bit. If you pray a little bit, you're going to have a little bit of power. If you worship a little bit, you're going to have a little bit of joy. Come on, somebody. If you you sow in the word a little bit, you're you're going to have a little bit of faith. There are some things that we can control. And while we're waiting on God to do what God's going to do, come on, somebody. There has to be something in us that says, you know what? I understand serving the Lord is not just sitting around waiting on Him to be God in my situation. Serving the Lord is doing and preparing myself for what He's going to do, come on. And when we begin to prepare ourselves for what God is going to do, and when God finally shows up to do it, we'll be ready to receive it. Come on somebody, am I preaching to anybody? It's time for us to wake up and begin to pray like we expect it today, come on. Begin to worship like it's already happened begin to sow in the Word like you're trying to teach somebody else about it. Amen, lift your hands to the Lord and say, I got something to give today. I'm gonna give to the Lord, amen. I'm gonna give him what he needs. Come on, I'm gonna sow in my field. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna seek God. I'm gonna worship even when I don't feel like it. I'm gonna show up to church even when I don't feel like it. Even when I I feel like staying in bed or I feel like I got something better to do. I'm gonna show up to the house of God. I'm gonna prepare myself to receive what the Lord has for me. he wouldn't have been there, he wouldn't have gotten it. Come on, somebody. If he wouldn't have been there, he would have missed it. Amen. If he wouldn't have been there, he would have missed out on what God had prepared for him. Come on. How many times have we missed out on the blessings of the Lord because we weren't where we were supposed to be at the time that we were supposed to be there? Come on. This is not all on God. This is on us too. I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to be ready. Come on. I'm going to raise my expectation level to get what God has for me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, lift your hands and worship the Lord this morning. on, lift your hands and worship the Lord right now. Lift your voice unto God. Don't let your neighbor keep you from worship in the way that God wants you to. Come on, lift your voice unto the Lord today. God, I know that you're a healer. I know, God, I'll worship you for the exceedness, greatness of your power, Lord, to us who believe, God. Lord, I'm thankful Jesus for who you are. Close your eyes right where you're at. Just feel after the Lord right now. Lord, I need you, Jesus, in my situation. I worship you, God. Lord, can you see them falling down in the name of Jesus? Come on, if you find yourself this morning just a little bit despondent, maybe your expectation level has waned this morning. Why don't you find your way down here to this altar? and get in touch with the Spirit of God. Anytime we get in touch with the Spirit of God we begin to see what He sees and hear what He hears and understand what He understands, we begin to raise our expectation level. Come on, it begins to raise our hopes and our desires and our dreams. Come on, we begin to see walls falling down and healings happening. We begin to see restoration happening in our family. Come on, through prayer and through intercession to God. Come on, the answer is not being separate from the Lord, but the answer is getting in the presence of God and letting God change your mind toward things. Come on, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Come on, touch us this morning by the power of your Spirit. Let faith arise, Lord, in our hearts. Fill us with the hope of the gospel, Lord. Hopes of healing. Hopes of restoration. Come on, hopes of reconciliation in the name of Jesus. Every stronghold must come down. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.